Hello and welcome to the Keep Your Cool Mama podcast, where we are encouraging the everyday mom to pursue her dreams and discover her own greatness. Hey, cool mamas, this is Sheila and you are listening to the Keep Your Cool Mama podcast. Hello, ladies. Welcome back. How are you? Well, of course, you know, I'm hoping that you're feeling good from the inside out and that all is well. Today, we're going to have a good chat about motherhood and mental health. And I thought it would be important that we tackle a little bit about mental health and motherhood and how the two um, flow together and how important it is for us as moms to be diligent about being um, kind to ourselves in the sense of taking care of our, our mental health and making sure that we are doing what we need to do to make sure that we, we are mentally healthy. But I am not going to do this episode alone. Today, I have another special guest, and that special guest is one of my most favorite people, if not my favorite person. She's my favorite person. My favorite person in the whole wide world. My best friend, my sister, my oldest, or my older sister, she's my only sister, Janine Smith-Scott. Janine is a mom of two boys, one girl. Uh, She is a, a wife. She is a survivor. She is all of the things. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Uh, But before I bring Janine in, I do want to ask that you um, share this episode with any mom that you think would uh, benefit from this content. This episode and any other episode that you listen to of the Keep Your Cool Mama podcast, please make sure that you subscribe and um, leave a review. Give me a rating just so I can know how you feel about the podcast. And um So let's go ahead and get into this episode. Hello, Janine. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, welcome. I'm I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. As you know, I have been trying to get you on for quite some time and it's finally the right time. So welcome. Well, thank you. Are you as excited as I am? I'm very excited to be here. I I do want to bring up one concern because I don't understand why you had to say my oldest. They didn't need to know that. I don't I don't think they needed to know that. (laughs) Well, she is. I mean, they were going to ask whoever doesn't know was going to want to know if I'm the youngest, am I the oldest, like who's older, who's younger, not that it matters, but hey. Okay. Yes. Well, let's get started. Yes. Welcome (laughs) to the podcast. Um, So tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, um, as Sheila stated, I am a mom. I'm a mom of three. Um, I have a daughter, my bonus baby, uh, and she is, oh my goodness, 17 years old. She just turned 17 years old in April. That's crazy. Um, I know. Um, I have two boys. Uh, one is 14 and the mm-hmm. other is 10. Um, all of the ages just sound crazy to me because it's like, where did the time go? Too fast. Too fast, right? Um and it's so funny because Sheila and I's 
uh, oldest children are back to back. We were pregnant at the same time. So uh, my son, 14 years old, he's seven and a half months apart from Sheila's oldest and Sheila's middle child. Um, So, yeah. yeah, I was pregnant. We were pregnant at the same time in between Grady. So I was pregnant with Malik when you found out you were pregnant with Grady. And then I was um, pregnant with um, Marquise when you were. No, never mind, y'all. They're seven and a half months apart. Did I get that? Don't wrong? even try the math. It's too late. It's, it's Why did late I put, here. So we're. Did I put your youngest in there? No, you I didn't, didn't mean to because he is like way after you didn't Marquis. Say Christian. Did I? Oh, okay. So, yeah, they're close together. And it's been a ball. It has been. It has been. <laughs> Is there's never a dull moment, right? Never a dull moment when we all get together. Never a dull moment in our separate households. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are always a part of our mental health is supporting each other. Absolutely. So we are always on the phone with each other. Um, all the time. Yeah, whether we're talking or not, sometimes we can sit in silence because how many of us know that silence um, can also be therapy mm-hmm. <laughs> in itself? That's the best. Um, so it's like leaning on each other's shoulder over the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, um, like Sheila said, I, I am. Oh, I am a wife. Yes. I. Oh my goodness. We're coming up on oh, 12 years this year, which is crazy to me mm-hmm. right crazy to me to think of I mean the time again has flown by uh, and I am a survivor and I don't like to just say I'm I've survived I like to say that I'm at a point where I'm thriving yes um, because you know that is always the goal to thrive um, in spite of what I've been through but at the same time I'm also healing you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think the two two things can be true at once. So, uh, absolutely, yeah. Um, so we'll get into how you're a survivor mm-hmm. soon here. Um, but what I wanted to do, there was an article. You know, I love the articles, and I wanted to start with this article um, that was speaking directly to mental health and how it affects moms. Um, something that we can base our conversation on. Um, The name of this article is What Moms Need Most is Their Mental Health. The title alone was like, yes, Mm -hmm. we absolutely do need that most. And um, it pulled me in with the title. So um, I'll read a little bit of this and then um, I'll just outline the top 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 challenges of busy moms Um, I'll just outline it a bit when I get to that point Um, the article says lacking mental health support too many American women experience emotional crisis as they navigate contemporary motherhood as founder of esme.com empowering strong moms everywhere Every day I witness mothers who are lonely, exhausted, anxious, depressed, suffering from PTSD, and pushed to their psychological limits. 
Sexism is making women sick, warned Jessica Valentini. Um, The constant threat of being attacked, insulted, and dismissed instills in women a sense of hypervigilance that's associated with psychological distress. Motherhood taps out women's depleted psychological resources, making them especially susceptible (laughs) to mental health issues. Many moms don't have the time or energy to understand why they feel so awful. As a result, they internalize their feelings and do the best they can day after day. Ooh, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as far as the top challenges of busy moms, um, okay, I'll read this short paragraph. While hormones are often blamed for compromised psychological well-being in women, most of the mental health crisis I hear about result from society's gender expectations and responses to motherhood. I've identified 10 challenges American mothers face as a result of inequality and sexism. Other factors also play a role, such as economic stress, racism, and classism. But the daily bombardment of social influences can compromise a mother's emotional and psychological well-being. Regardless of where she lives, who she loves, or what color she is, the following 10 challenges are those I hear most from busy moms. So I just want to go through these 10 and um, just pick out the ones that um, for us that we can identify with the most. Um, so number one is mom guilt. Number two is sleep deprivation. Uh, number three is work family balance. Number four, caregiving. Number five, children with chronic illnesses and special needs. Uh, Number six, work discrimination. Number seven, body image. Number eight, sexual assault slash rape culture. Number nine, domestic violence and abuse. Number 10, solo motherhood. Um, And, you know, I want to add an 11th one and say when we're dealing with trauma that has happened before we had children and after we've had children and how that can affect motherhood as well and how we mother. Mm-hmm. Um, is there one out of those that you think, um, I, I can say for me, um, for me, I'll start with the work family balance. Mm, yeah, I was thinking about that one. Um, now, and it's not just the work family balance. It's like the work slash families slash self balance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's trying to maintain a relationship with my my husband, my children, and myself. Trying to, um, you know, make sure that I'm growing, that I'm evolving, that I'm just taking care of myself 
and making sure that my children are taken care of physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, as far as like, um, you know, just that they're good and making sure that, uh, my husband is good and all of those things. And by the time you finish with making sure that the family is good and then you got work and then you're too tired to sometimes to even think about yourself and then you look up is days, months, years have passed that you haven't even paid attention to what you need and what you want. And that does eventually take a toll on your um, mental health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was exhausted just hearing you say all of those things. (laughs) (laughs) I know the full feeling for sure. It is... It is really difficult to, I mean, I mean, they have this balance, like this word balance. And a friend of mine um, said that she doesn't really like to use balance. She likes to use the word healthy rhythms, which mm-hmm. I That's love good. that. I love that um, because sometimes we do have to give one area of our lives more attention, you know, than the others, but we Mm -hmm. have to know how to prioritize it in a very healthy way. Mm -hmm. Um, and just making sure that every, everyone gets, you know, what they need, but we don't neglect ourselves in the process. Um, Mm. yeah, that's tough though. Like the rhythm, I, I think that's a very good way of going about it. Sometimes I feel like I'm off beat. Mm-hmm. I'm not going with the rhythm. And I feel like this heavy load of trying to figure it all out. Um, and it talked about loneliness. I know for me, even though I'm not in a sense lonely because I have support, mm-hmm. but I think that there's a level of lonely loneliness that us as moms can feel because there's just this heavy load of us having to figure out the rhythm or the balance. And it's like when we are not in rhythm, um, everything just seems to fall apart. And then I think that that's when mom guilt comes in and exhaustion comes in and all of those things, um, which then plays with our minds and makes us feel like we're not enough and like we can't seem to get it all together and why does it look like everybody else has it together and I don't look like I have it together and um the mental load of it all just seems so impossible to bear mm-hmm. um but yeah I I do agree with um rhythm but I think it's just a matter of finding oh for sure that rhythm like what should my rhythm be like and and then like it's the the mom guilt of feeling like okay if i give myself too much attention am i going to be looking like i'm selfish but then also knowing that when i take care of myself i'm ultimately taking care of everybody else mm-hmm. and also realizing that the rhythm will change you know what i mean it's that's not true. something that's going to stay the same and i know my biggest thing is being able to, you know, go with the flow. And then there's the fear of the unknown, 
you know, sometimes and sometimes it's really hard for me to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I can uh, um, I can relate. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I will say that I, I think it's funny you were saying like, you know, sometimes she, how you find yourself like I feel like I'm just offbeat. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm having trouble finding that rhythm. And it's like when our two step <laughs> is it <laughs> right, you know, uh, on our own, then we have step, you know, it seems like everything else. So that's why it is so important that we make sure that we're filling ourselves up um, in a way that we are able to everybody else is able to benefit from the overflow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that. Honestly, I can't do that if I haven't spent quality time with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where the balance, that's where the rhythm, that's where you find that's your rhythm. The, and that's where the peace yes, comes from. Absolutely. Right. Because, you know, everything, you know, could be, you know, going crazy and just, you know, seem off rhythm, you know, mm-hmm. since we're using that. But Normally, when I start my day off, you know, with God, if, you know, I'm making time, you know, mm-hmm. setting that appointment and keeping that appointment, you know, with God and even throughout the day, not it doesn't even just have to be, you know, during that one specific, you know, mm-hmm. moment, we set aside moments, you know, yes. throughout the day to make sure that we're seeking him for what we need, because honestly, without him, I have. I don't know where I would be. Hot mess. I would be a hot mess. And I have been a hot mess when I put when I put God last. Mm-hmm. And you know what, to be honest, like the past couple of weeks, I've been so focused on other things and trying to make sure that everybody else is okay that I looked up and was like, when is when is the last time you spent time? <laughs> With God, like, when is the last time, like, you've made it a priority? Like, because I definitely talk to God throughout the day. But, like, I mean, like, alone time. Mm -hmm. Like, sitting down and having a talk. Like, beyond, like, Lord, I need this. I need that. Help me with this. Help me with that. Like, the intimacy of just sitting and not asking for things, but just being immersed in his um, presence. Mm -hmm. And when I do that. It's, it's so good that you brought that up because when I do that, everything else just flows. So it feels, even though sometimes it doesn't feel effortless, but then at the same time you feel like you, and I talk about the load, like, oh, I don't have to carry this load mm-hmm. on my own. Like that's like, he's there to make sure that I don't, have to do that and so when I'm feeling that load that heaviness it's almost like sometimes I can feel like a tap on my shoulder like hey like you don't have to do that by yourself like no I didn't require you to do that like you need to ask for my assistance Mm -hmm. um yeah that's that's a good point so let's get a little deeper into um your story um we talked about you know the 10 things that could be challenging for moms and how um as far as busy moms so let's talk about the challenges of trauma Mm -hmm. and how that 
can affect your motherhood. So let's say, um, well, if you could just quickly give, and and I know I, I feel like saying quickly is a little, um, I feel like it's rude, but for the sake of time, because it, it has been a, jur- a journey. Um, for those who don't know your story, um, as far as how your trauma started right when you were in the midst of, you know, motherhood and how that has affected you. Well, we'll get into how let's start with the story. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. So yeah. And, and the trauma being in the midst of motherhood, I, it did start, you know, prior to that, I think there's different forms of trauma, but this would be, the ultimate yes. you know what I mean this would be the thing that blindsided me and just completely changed the trajectory I would say of my life and the way I even viewed life mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was married um, two years actually I just celebrated my two-year anniversary on July 16th, um, I was married to the love of my life, you know, and my best friends. Uh, and, you know, we had just celebrated our two year anniversary. We were together. Oh, my goodness. We were together five, six years. I, I honestly right now. And another thing with trauma, it will it can mess with your memory, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes. So, yeah. um, but we were together, you know, um, around five or six years and married uh, two years. So we celebrated again our two year anniversary on July 16th, five, which was a Monday. And on that Friday, July 20th, um, he was senselessly murdered. Uh, and to top it off, I was three and a half months pregnant with our first child. So completely blindsided um completely just changed it it just turned my life upside down um Mm -hmm. I began living a different reality I was a wife who was expecting and then all of a sudden just within a five-day time frame Mm -hmm. I became a widow who was expecting, Um, you know, obviously planning a life to spend with my husband and my newborn child. Um, But yeah, and then after my son was born, uh, shortly to and even prior to that, it was as though I wanted to survival mode. Um, So I had to make sure that I was, you know, staying strong you know, for him to make sure that he survived. Mm -hmm. Um, So I felt like I couldn't fall apart um, because if I fell apart, then it's a possibility that he wouldn't make it, um, you know, into this world healthy. So I wanted to make sure that that definitely happened. And um, it happened. Um, He was born a very healthy um, boy and, um, my late husband's namesake, Grady. And um, when he was a newborn, 
that is when I had my first encounter with anxiety and had no idea. Um, and when I say anxiety, I'm, I'm going to say um, my first encounter with a panic attack. Uh, I had no idea what was going on. I thought that I was dying, literally. Um, he was in his playpen bassinet, you know, he was in that. And I, it felt like the walls were closing in on me. Um, I could felt like I could barely breathe. Um, I remember, you know, calling those closest to me, just fearful thinking like, okay, this could be the last phone call because I, I thought that it was it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, later to find out that it was a panic attack. Um, and it was the first of many panic attacks. Um, it became just like a prison, you know, it, it was, I felt like I couldn't really go anywhere, um, alone. Like I was, while I was driving, a panic attack could occur. Mm-hmm. I could be in a room um, full of people and it could happen. But I, I was I felt like I needed to always be around somebody at that point, because if I was alone, it would just be a little too scary for me. So I remember just always never really going home and always trying to surround myself with, you know, loved ones yeah. um, at that time. So mm-hmm. that was my first, you know, encounter. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing you navigate, uh, being a new mom and trying to, uh, be present for your child, but then also going through what you were going through personally and almost feeling like you had to, um, Like seeing you have to figure that out was always, um, I, and I know like you were going through it, but you just appeared to be so, it, on my end, like so strong. So, but then later on knowing like you're just trying to survive mm-hmm. and trying to just get to the next moment. And there is a certain amount of, I think strength that God gives us in, in those type of situations um, and knowing how important it is for us to lean on God in those situations as well, because Lord knows like where we would be um, and you specifically, if it wasn't for his, you know, grace and mercy and his strength. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing you have to um, figure out, navigate motherhood, navigate being um a a widow and trying to just be that was that was it was hard to watch but then at the same time it's like who I just want to be there for her as much as I can um but yeah like but okay so moving from that point of your life into the latter um, years, Mm -hmm. how has, you know, because I know you eventually started going um, to, like you had like a start kind of stop, Mm -hmm. like with therapy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So you know what it's like to, um, 
be diligent about your mental health and how that affects you. And then when you're not diligent about it and how it affects you. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to speak specifically to motherhood. Um, let's start with when you weren't diligent about your mental health and making sure that you were okay mentally um, and just engulfed in motherhood when you weren't diligent about it. Mm-hmm. Like how did that affect your motherhood journey? Yeah. I mean, bec- I mean, in I mentioned the survival mode prior to Grady being born, but then even after Grady was born, then there was the survival mode. It's like, I can't fall apart because he's here now and I have to make sure that I raise him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say that neglecting myself eventually caused those panic attacks to occur. Mm -hmm. So I always say that if you don't deal, you know, with your emotions, if you don't deal, you know, with your feelings, if you stuff them, if you internalize them Mm -hmm. and you don't give them a place to actually breathe and um, you're not able to release them in a healthy way, then eventually they will deal with you, whether you like Mm -hmm. it or not. Um, Whether in, and I was always trying to remain in control. However, eventually I, I was controlled in a sense, um, felt like I was controlled by, you know, that anxiety. Um, and I would say as far as motherhood is concerned, that affected me in a way where, who it would, it affected me in a way where I don't feel when I wasn't diligent, mm-hmm. um, with taking care of myself, it affected me in a way where, and I'm trying to find the right words for this. So our children are always watching. Mm-hmm. They're always watching. And even when we bottle things up, I believe that they can still feel that mm-hmm. in a sense. Absolutely. Um, and sometimes they, you know, if it, if we don't show them what it looks like to deal with their emotions in a healthy way, um, then they could ultimately find it difficult to be able to deal with their emotions in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, that was something that kind of rubbed off on my oldest child because for me, I was always trying to hold it together. So I would see times where he would just try to hold it together instead of actually um, verbalizing, Mm -hmm. you know, and recognizing what was going on inside of him. Mm -hmm. Um, So I say that to say, even though I'm trying to, you know, push through and survive, you know, so that he can be okay. Um, I now know that it's really important for them, for, for me to take care of myself so that my children know what, what they know, what it looks like to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah. And, and when I'm not diligent about it, sometimes, you know, that can, you know, we find that we can become frustrated. Um, I know me personally, 
I can become frustrated mm-hmm. um, and easily irritated and agitated sometimes. I'm like, where, what is wrong with me? Where is this coming from? Well, mm-hmm. it's because I'm not dealing with the root, mm-hmm. you know, of the matter. I'm not digging deep to find out where the source is coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know, unfortunately, that can have a negative effect on our interactions and our relationships um, without us really realizing that that's where it's coming from. Um, and it's coming from that unresolved. Um, yeah, got to get to those unresolved room. issues, you know, the unresolved trauma. Right. Yeah, I can relate. So. On the other side of that, because uh, I know that you are actively, um, you are an active therapy participant. I am. <laughs> um, now, currently, presently. Presently. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, how has that affected your motherhood? And I'm sure in a positive way. So, like, how has that opened your eyes now that you are going consistently, mm-hmm. like, um, are there any changes that you see? Are there any, you know, within yourself that's helped helped you to be a mom or, you know, however it has affected you? Yeah, it's definitely helped with communication and being able to first identify, you know, where my emotions stem from mm, yeah, right that's because sometimes when you don't know where your emotions stem from you feel overwhelmed yes and without you being able to say okay I understand that this stems from this it could become very frustrating mm-hmm. which adds even more stress you know to your plate um, speaking personally um, yeah. I know that that was something that I had to deal with but diligently um, making sure that I'm attending to my mental or excuse me, attending to my mental health, um, you know, through therapy, you know, I think there's various ways you can do it um, through prayer, meditation, journaling, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to have that healthy release. It allows me to be able to better communicate with my husband, better communicate with my children. Mm -hmm. And I see a change in them, you know, because I've made a change in myself. And a lot of times I know we can look to others and say, well, why, why can't you just, you know, Mm -hmm. fix what's going on with you? (laughs) Right. And a lot of times the change really can begin with us. It does, especially as women. Like, it really does start with us. Mm-hmm. Like, we're the, I, I really do feel like we're the starting point for change in our households. Absolutely. Like, when we, um, like, I know, like, when they see us make a change, like, they see us doing something positive. They're like, hey, like, how can I get in? on that let me start doing what she's doing or even unknowingly like they start to um move in the uh direction that we're going Mm -hmm. but then like even on the opposite side of that when we're like just when we are just a hot mess Mm -hmm. i feel like everybody else is a hot mess Mm -hmm. i don't and i don't know if it's just me but it just feels like everything else is just like out of control when we're out of control. I'm not sure why it's like that. 
I feel like there's a scripture about that. Proverbs 31. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You are correct. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You are correct. Yes. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't, can't say that I truly understand why God made us the starting place for um, peace in the household and order. I just, I don't know why it, sometimes it frustrates me if I'm honest, because sometimes I just don't feel like it. Sometimes I feel like just falling apart. That's real. Um, but then at the same time, I do feel honored to know that I can have that much of an impact. So um, definitely when we are diligent about making our mental health a priority, um, it has a direct impact on our children. It definitely does because it will follow them. It will follow them for the rest of their lives, no matter what the circumstance may be maybe you are mentally healthy and your children in return are mentally healthy and they are able to um, control their emotions in a healthy way and things of that nature but um, even in those times on the opposite side of that when it's not like that it affects your children because I know that personally Mm -hmm. you know so um I guess my last question would be what are ways in which you prioritize um, yourself? How do you prioritize yourself to make sure that you are on top of your mental, um, your mental health and things of that nature? So, I take moments to myself Mm -hmm. because I have to set aside time for myself in order to be able to process, you know, to be able to release. Mm -hmm. Um, And I will do that. Sometimes it'll be five to 10 minutes, um, you know, just going in my room because that is like my safe place. You know, it's where it's my little oasis It's where I can get away. So in my room, I have candles. You know, I have a meditation mat, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you know, um, and there I pray, I meditate. um, I mentioned journaling. um, I reflect often. I'm a writer. So sometimes I'll even, you know, write poetry to express how I feel. And sometimes it's just really just me reflecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and something as simple as just breathing. Um, oh, yes. I don't take breathing for granted. And every day I actually make it a point to thank God that I'm able to breathe and I'm able to breathe with ease. Yeah. Um, and that comes that, that's such a release for me when I'm able to just breathe through my stress. Mm -hmm. So even if I'm not able to just take time away, I prioritize myself moment by moment. I'm a big um, advocate of making the most, you know, out of moments, even Mm -hmm. no matter how simple, you know, those moments may be. 
Um, so that may, again, mean breathing. So if I'm in a moment of stress, I just take the time and I do breathing exercises and I oh, feel right. much better, mm-hmm. you know, after the fact. Breathing actually can bring clarity. It's a reset for me. It is for sure. Yeah, definitely brings clarity. I agree with that. Journaling brings clarity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, I know my thoughts and my emotions never do me any good when I keep them bottled up. Oh, um, but yeah. once I'm able to release them, you know, on paper or even in my notes on my phone, um, I feel like there is a weight, you know, that's lifted off of me. Mm-hmm. So whether it be through prayer, whether it be through journaling, um, I need to release it some kind of way. Um, yeah. My sister, I think we talked about this earlier. She is one of my biggest support systems, um, you know, friends, you know, that I can lean on. I know that I can reach out to via um, text, audio message, mm-hmm. um, you know, over the phone, whatever the case may be. I know that I have someone that I can go to. And sometimes that's not that is not always easy for me. My sister will be the first to tell you sometimes I don't make it a point to call and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. No, sometimes she won't know until after I've processed. (laughs) What's wrong? What's What's wrong? Okay, what's wrong? And it's like, okay, I'm not ready to talk about it. Uh, but you know, once I journal, you know, a lot of times I'm able to talk about it and sometimes I am able to talk about it, but just having her there to be able to, you know, just be there helps. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I feel like I'm missing something. Mm. (sighs) Taking time away, you know, even leaving home, I just yesterday, this, I can tell you just yesterday, especially like, you know, when you get these nice, beautiful days, I was able to get away. And I said, you know what, guys, I'm taking some me time. And I drove up to the lake. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I sat there and I love my happy places are in the car. (laughs) And also where the water is, you know, we have a lake by us. So just it doesn't have to be complicated I try not to make it complicated I try to you know make the most out of even the um, simple moments so I think the key to what you're saying is creating space Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's the physical space like you said like with your um, meditation um, like you have a space in your room that is dedicated to your, I feel like your mental health, what helps you to uh, release. Mm -hmm. You have a space for that. And creating space isn't just a physical space, but creating space in time for yourself. So saying like, I need a moment to myself and leaving and, you know, when you can to get those moments, creating that space and time just for you. Because I think the mental load can be so heavy for us as moms that sometimes we feel like, well, it just is what it is. It just feels impossible. I'm just going to just keep going through my day and just do what I can when I can. But the key is making time and space for yourself and knowing that you are worthy of that time and that space um, so that you can mentally cleanse um, 
just be in a state where you can take care of yourself and everybody else. Because if you're just going, going, going and not stopping, how do you, there's no way to create a time and space, space and time, or just the physical space for yourself. If you're going, going, going and never stopping, Mm -hmm. there has to be a time where you stop for you Give yourself what you need because, you know, we can't be in therapy at every hour of the day. So, and some of us, you know, can't afford therapy. So we have to have those other things around that where we can have that time that's just for us so that we can be okay um, for ourselves and our families. And therapy. I don't know why I forgot to mention that. That is absolutely how I make time for myself Mm -hmm. um, by making sure that I set those appointments and I keep those appointments. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I will tell you that sometimes, a lot of times, actually, before therapy, I'm like, I don't have the mental energy for this. I don't feel feel like talking about my feelings, you know, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, okay, I got to get this out. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you each and every time that I go to therapy, it is always beneficial Mm -hmm. and it always helps to connect the dots for me in some way because your therapist will, when you get that right therapist and if you don't find the right one, make sure you keep looking until you do don't give up Mm -hmm. um, because the right therapist is so worth it. And they will ask you those questions that will begin to um, Again, connect the dots for you. It will be able to answer questions that you didn't have the answer to mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that and then I always I have a good cry sometimes during during therapy. Listen, mm-hmm. a good cry. Mm-hmm. Cleansing is cleansing, whether it be in therapy or not, just allowing yourself the space to cry, mm-hmm. you know, instead of holding that in. That is self-care in itself. Mm hmm. And I think also like with therapy and just other forms of talking and getting it out and getting help um, is knowing that you don't you don't have to have it all figured out. Like Mm -hmm. there are going to be times, many times where you don't have the answers. And I know for me, sometimes I'm like, I know I can figure this out. Like, I don't need to ask anybody like I can figure this out. That in itself is exhausting because it's like. If, if somebody else can help you come up with an answer, a solution, or just some type of release, if somebody else can help you, why are you going to put that all on yourself to figure it out? Is I don't. All with that need to always be in control. Yes. And in many of us, I mean, as moms, I feel like we always mm-hmm. feel like we need to be in control. Right. <laughs> right. Um, because, you know, we are so important, a, 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 such an com- important component in our household. Exactly. But then also, if you've experienced trauma, a lot of times you always want to be in control because you're trying to control that narrative because you don't want to see what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. I can attest to that. Yeah. Um, so it's about relinquishing control. Sometimes we will be wrecking our brains trying to figure out a solution or, you know, just it's like, you know, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. But it's like so simple. We're trying to figure out these answers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's like we don't even stop to go to the source to pray it's like right. just a simple you know taking time out of your day to 
you know what, God, I can't do this alone. I, mm-hmm. you told me to cast my burdens on you, and and I don't want to do it alone. And I, I don't want to do it alone. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I don't even know yeah. why I'm trying to do it alone. Why am I playing tug of war? <laughs> yeah, control the having control for me in my life presently is starting to do, to look less and less attractive. Mm. It's like you know what? It's ugly. No, I'm joking. You're it still is. cute, girl. <laughs> <laughs> it is no the the need to have control all the time is ugly mm. it's pointless it doesn't do anything for me but cause more stress mm-hmm. and anguish and all of these things that I don't have time for and it's just starting to look more and more unattractive self-inflicted pain yes it's like you know what you go ahead and do this you know, I have plenty of episodes about that, like, you know, just relinquishing control and just do in delegating. I'm learning mm. more about just delegating because that in itself Huge. Huge. is a mental that's that's mental health and letting go of expectations. Yes. Always expecting things to go exactly oh how we gosh. planned, you know, or exactly how we feel like others, you know, should react. And then we end up disappointed. Yes. You know, um, if they didn't handle things the way we felt like they should handle it, you know, whether right. it be our husband, our children, oh my you know, it's it's exhausting. It's overwhelming and it's unnecessarily exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just letting go of unrealistic expectations. Everything is not always going to go as planned. And we all know that God's plans are not our plans. His ways are not our ways. You know, they are so much higher than ours. Mm -hmm. So that's when we got to put our trust in him. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Well, this has been an amazing episode. It's everything that I dreamed that it would be. Yep. Thank you. For coming on, Janine, I really appreciate it. You are the best. No, you are the best. I love you so much. Always a pleasure. My sissy. Love you too. Um, Can I add one more thing? Yes. Okay. Because Sheila mentioned that sometimes we can't afford, you know, therapy. I encourage everyone, if that is you, because I've been there, if that is you, Seek resources, seek therapy. Sometimes there's free options in your community, mm-hmm. you know, and then also if you're working, if you're a working mom, they have EAP programs. If you're not familiar with it, ask your job if they have them. That's mm-hmm. how I started with therapy. You get a certain amount of free sessions. Right. You know, so look into that. Um, but don't stop until you get what you need. If you need help, if you know that something is consistently off mm-hmm. and you know that something is wrong where you're just always down feeling hopeless you're feeling alone whatever the case may be if it seems off then I want you to talk to a trusted friend to find that therapy but find that help that you need because you're needed yeah. you are needed Absolutely. Um, you know and yeah I just don't ever want you to give up I didn't give up um, you didn't. and I battled anxiety and depression. Mm. Um, I didn't mention the depression. Um, oh, yes. mm-hmm. and that, that could be for another episode, but I want you mm-hmm. to, I want to let you know that I'm here and I'm, I'm so glad that I didn't give up because there was a moment in time where I felt like 
does my life even matter? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm Christian, I'm a Christian and mm-hmm. in the Christian faith, it's like a no, no, you know, you know, as far as committing suicide, not even thinking about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, that um, suicide is an option. I, I can't do that. Um, but at the same time, it doesn't, it's, and it's, it's not to say that you won't feel that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But right. don't let that be the option you turn to. Yes. You know, right. um, a temporary moment, you know, I don't want that to be the end, you know, of your life, you know, that is again needed. You are loved, you are needed, you are worthy. Um, and I just want to make sure that you know that. Okay. So get the help you need. Yes. And make your, make yourself a priority. And if no one has told you that they love you, we love you. Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for sharing that. That was important. That was very important. Um, so guys, um, again, please share with any mom that you think would benefit greatly from this episode that you think would enjoy the uh, conversation that we just had. Um, And I love you guys. Before I let you go. (laughs) Seriously, before I let you go, please subscribe and leave a review with five stars if this podcast is inspiring you and helping you to grow let's spread the positivity so that we are visible to other mamas out there trying to find her own greatness and if you need some advice or guidance regarding your own personal growth while tackling motherhood please email me at keepyourcoolmama at gmail.com love you guys